Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. All right, here we go again. Well, we have a special guest today. This is somebody that I've done a chakra reading on, and he's an exceptional person in many ways. When I first saw his his chakra reading, I thought, wow, this is a, a rare person with a very, very special, highly evolved chakra system. And he's also someone that has tremendous healing potential. And uh, when I told him this, he really thought I was crazy and uh, <laughs> took some talking to. <laughs> but then uh, over time, I finally talked him into giving it a try and giving healing a try. And he has been fabulous at it. He's a real natural and a real powerful and effective healer. So the other thing I ask him to do is to come on and talk to us about it so that other people out there, like the one you listening to this and you know you're a healer, but you're afraid to come out and try it, might listen to Chris and, and hear the view from the other side. Yeah, because Chris is just a carpenter and uh, I can say that he's a very good healer. But you'll hear it from himself. I'm just a carpenter. I've been a carpenter my whole life. So we hope you really enjoy listening to a carpenter's point of view on life. Mm-hmm. And healing. <laughs> and healing, yeah. <laughs> so give Chris a big welcome as we add him on. I hope you enjoy listening to this interview. Okay. Hi, welcome. I'm here. <laughs> That's good. So Chris. You have now been doing some miraculous healings, but how did you get connected with my mom or hear about us in the first place? I saw a link to the website you set up on a friend's website, checked it out, looked at it, and um, then didn't really think about it for a few months. And I was down in Todos Santos uh, during the month of November. And while I was down there, I just got the feeling. It's like, you know, you should have this woman do a a reading for you. I don't know why I got it. So I went back on the website and set up an appointment. And she did a reading. And um, that's how it all started. What was your experience with energy work and chakras and like the knowledge of that kind of thing before you got the reading? Um. I'd have a lot of energy work, you know, I've had the energy work done. I, you know, knew about the chakras. I, you know, I know what they were. Um, I've already been able to, you know, the past couple of years, I had started to be able to um, channel my Kundalini energy. And when I do that, I pass it up through each of the chakras. Um, I've also had worked with the chakras with some of Joe, Dep- Joe Dispenza's meditations and stuff like that. So I, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I hadn't studied them. I, you know, didn't know what colors they were, each one was, or what they were supposed to mean or, you know, anything like that. I just knew that they existed and I knew where they were in my body and I could feel them. 
I could tune into them. Which is well beyond where most people are in uh-huh. terms of their ability or their their you know their knowledge of their chakras or their energy system. Right. Yeah, and and I still don't know which colors they are. To tell you the truth, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I don't. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any difference to me in in what I've been doing and, and in my practice and my own self healing and in you know moving my energy around. You know, it's it's not it's not important. It's not something that I need to know. My intellect often gets in my way. I'm happy to leave it out of the picture. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. So what did you find like most helpful hearing about from the reading and what's changed since then? Oh, a lot. Um, <laughs> um, well, when the read, when she emailed me the reading back, I had a hard time accepting it and believing it. It was so glowing um, of me. I mean, she basically said that I was this, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember right, you, you said, I'm, you know, I'm an advanced spiritual being and I've got all these skills. I've got beautiful energy and, you know, all this stuff. And it was so glowing that I actually was kind of embarrassed by it. And I didn't tell anybody about it. I, w- I was hesitant to tell anybody about it. And, um, and I also went well this you know this isn't me i was kind of thinking that you were pulling my leg (laughs) but i couldn't figure out why you would be doing that and also you asked me you know after when we were talking after the reading you asked me if i could go into a certain state i don't remember what you called it but and i asked you what it was and she said well that's a meditative state where you basically stop breathing and And I said, yes, I can do that fairly easily. And that kind of gave some authenticity to the whole thing. Yeah. And it also gave me the, you know, I've been suffering for the last couple of years with uh, what Western medicine calls an autoimmune disease. And it's basically systemic inflammation. And it was getting better, but it was still hanging around and I was getting very frustrated with it because I was trying to learn how to surf and it was really affecting my ability to even get close to trying to do a pop-up. And Marie gave me some suggestions on how to do a self-healing and the reading that she gave me and the way that she presented this stuff actually gave me the confidence that I could actually do it myself. And so I went to the beach and I sat there one morning and I talked to my angels very sternly and said, this (laughs) and it's going to get done now. (laughs) (laughs) Just like he told me to. Right. And and in the next two weeks, a series of events and things happened. And by the time that two weeks or 10 days was out, I was completely well. Wow. There you have it. (laughs) And I felt great. And I felt like I was 20 years younger. So I can speak from personal experience saying that surfing is probably one of the hardest things I've ever tried to do. How's your pop-up now? Um, It's 
I, I still haven't. I've, I've, been trying, I've been coming down there for two. I've been down there three times now trying to learn how to surf. Um, I still wouldn't say that I've actually surfed a wave. I mean, I've stood up on, I've gotten up, I've stood up on a board and I've kind of, you know, done, but to actually be on a wave for any length of time and actually surf, I don't think yeah. I've done that yet. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's incredibly hard to learn. But it's, I got addicted the first time I did it. First time I was in the water, I got addicted. So you mentioned, you mentioned that I asked you, had you ever been in a breathless state? The amount in 50 years, the number of people that said, yes, they have been in that state or able to go into that state is one. Really? You, (laughs) the only one. Can you give us more details on what that state that you're talking about is? Well, I don't really not. I mean, so I first experienced it, you know, I, I was working with Joe Dispenza's stuff. I, I, I've been experiencing various forms of intense body pain for the last 20 years. I've been a carpenter my whole life. I grew up skiing, um, you know, playing football, tennis, very athletic. And, you know, my joints, by the time I was in my early 40s, my knees, my hips, and my body were just pain. It was just pain all the time. And so I was working with Joe's dispensa stuff and his meditations, trying to manifest, you know, trying to do the healing on myself. And during those meditations, they're all about 45, 50 minutes long. And during those meditations, you know, his, his guided meditations, I would find all of a sudden I realized that I hadn't been breathing for a while. And I went, mm-hmm. I would say to myself, well, no, you, you've got to be breathing. And I would notice my body and it's like, no, you're not breathing. And you haven't been breathing for about 10 minutes. So that's kind of how I learned to go in. I don't know. I, I just started. I, I just, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, I kind of gave all that up. And doing, I I realized, I found that I could drop into that fairly quickly, like within a minute. Wow! And I can still do it. I don't always do it. Um, a lot of times, I don't want to do it. I don't know why I don't want to do it. But um, yeah, I, I can drop into that state really pretty quickly. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. I just know that when I'm there, I feel like. I'm just energy within energy. Mm-hmm. It's considered to be the highest state of, of being that you can achieve while being completely conscious. And what it is, it's a, you, you move and it does you, the movement is pretty quickly from breathing to pulsing from your heart energy. It's just from my experience, it's just kind of a whoo, whoo, your your heart energy is pulsing and your breathing is stopped and people when they hear that i think they think it's going to be a struggle or like like you're holding your breath but it's nothing like that it's just like you said you may you may not even notice that you're not breathing right yeah and i don't really feel the heart thing i'm just kind of i'm just still there's just stillness Mm -hmm. it's there's that's it there's a lot of stillness yeah (laughs) i mean if you can have a lot of stillness Stillness is probably just stillness. It's probably not quantifiable. 
And it's a very, very rare that people just achieve that. Uh, it's one of the things that people sit in caves or whatever and meditate forever to try to achieve and sometimes 20, 30 years and never achieve. Yeah. You, and that's why this whole thing is so bizarre to me. I mean, all of this, everything that's, you know, happened since I got that reading and that I'm doing healing work right now. Last thing in the world I would have ever envisioned myself doing. I mean, I'm a carpenter. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a healer. I'm a carpenter, you know? Well, I can definitely contradict you on that because <laughs> I rarely feel the energy when my mom does healings on me, but I know that we gave my name over to you to do a healing and I didn't know when you were going to do it. And when I woke up one morning, I could definitely feel like a lot of energy releasing and the tension of my upper back and shoulders that I just uh -huh. have a lot of tension there. Right. And felt it. And I was like, Oh wow, that feels great. But I didn't know that you were doing the healing. And then it wasn't until later it was like, my mom had said, oh, Chris did a healing on you this morning. Did you feel it? And I was like, oh, well, that makes so much sense. I totally did feel that one. So Right. Yeah, and that's good stuff for me to hear because, you know, I, I still have this part of me, um, which I am starting to understand a little bit better as I go through this, but that still wants to not believe any of this and uh, not believe that you know, that I'm actually doing this, I'm helping people that I'm able to do this. And, um, and, it, you know, it's a belief in, in my, you know, not being worthy. It's, it's, it's a sense of unworthiness and, uh, and shame. And it's something that I'm realizing that I'm, well, I am dealing, I am delving into it and looking at it more in depth and um, because it's time for it to go away. Well, probably none of us are worthy of that, but then again, we're just channeling from the angels. So, you know, right. we're extension cords. So you don't have to worry about that so much. Okay, good. So just stop taking it personally. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, nothing to do. Okay. <laughs> That's much easier. It takes the ego out of it. <laughs> it's not personal. You're just plugged in. Just That's right. <laughs> They just chose you. They said, okay, uh, let me see. Who out there can do a breathless state? Oh, he can. He'd be a good healer. Right. Let's grab him. Yeah, okay. I need to remember. That's going to be helpful. If I can, I need to keep that in mind. That's going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, because I am, you know, there is, you know, I'm having, you know, it's, there's ego coming up around this stuff too. And uh, and that's getting in my way. You You may not think you're, worthy but then you did put in a lot of years of a certain amount of light work it might not have been what you you might not have been doing it for that reason but you still put in the hours we're generating a certain amount of light that adds up like putting money in the bank and yes, i have yeah and you got to a certain point right yep and that's something that people sometimes they want to be a healer, but they haven't done anything like that. And they, they struggle. And, and that's exactly why they're struggling. But they haven't put in any time mm -hmm. to get there. Uh -huh. It's not like you can just say, okay, well, yesterday I'm a carpenter. And now today I'm going to do this. <laughs> you have to put something else in there. And you did. Right. For years. Yeah. And especially the last three years. 
Mm-hmm. The last three years has been very intense and very hard. And, uh, and I dove into it all head first and, and, you know, went after it and did the work and yeah, it's really changed me. And when I looked at your chakra system also in your, in the last few, maybe 50 or hundred lifetimes also, because you have a very sophisticated, very powerful and very beautiful chakra system and you don't get that in a minute either so it's not just the last three years it's the last 300 lifetimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah something like that okay good that's good to know as well (laughs) so pounding nails and drinking beer didn't do it (laughs) (laughs) but chris is somebody that was having difficulty with your health right and part of the reason i wanted you to do this was to improve your health Right. Yep. And yeah, can you share a little bit what was going on before you were doing healings? Well, okay. So I told you that, you know, self-healing that I did when I was down in Todos Santos. Uh-huh. And, um, and soon after that, you know, this was early December. Uh, I all of a sudden realized that I it was time to go home and ski. And uh, so I, I left there, came home. And, um, you know, I backcountry ski, I've skied since I was five years old and backcountry ski now. And I, I love it. And I hadn't been able to do it for three years because of pain in my knees and, and then the systemic inflammation that I was, when the systemic inflammation first started, it basically rendered me incapable of taking care of myself. It was all I could do to take care of my basic needs of, you know, I could barely get in my car. I could barely lift up a pan, you know, to cook. And I felt great. I came home and it was a wonderful winter. We got a lot of snow and I skied and I skied and I skied and I felt great. I was, there was no pain in my body. It was the first time in 20 years where I didn't have pain in my body. And I was joyous and happy and I was getting back into shape and I was getting strong it just felt great. And then in March, it came back, not as severe, but it did come back. And it was at the beginning of doing, engaging, making the decision to do uh, some shadow transformation work. And it was just kind of interesting that it, the set, you know, the day after I, de- I committed to that work, the inflammation came back. And a little while later, I contacted Marie again to have her just take a look at my chakras and my system to see what was going on, to see how things looked, you know, just to get some advice on the, on the inflammation and, you know, it was still there and she, you know, she still saw some stuff and, but a little while later she called up out of the blue and said, Hey, you know, I've got this thing that I think will help you. You've got it. You're, you've got all this energy running through you, and it's got no place to go. And I think you should do some remote healings. And I went, Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like you know, what the hell? You know what? You know. But anyway, you know, it's. I said, Okay, sure. Why not? And she, you know, showed me how to do it and gave me a couple names, and I tried it, and apparently, I, I. 
I could do it. I worked. And then I kind of energetically got messed up for a while and I wasn't able, I wasn't in a place where I couldn't even begin to make it, you know, settle my nervous system down to where I could do this. So I dropped it for a couple of months and then I finally called her up and said, okay, I'm ready to do it again. And she gave me some more names and, um, yeah. And so it's, so this is what I'm, you know, so I, I'm trying to do it and I'm trying to learn. And I'm trying to figure out what's happening when I do it. I don't really know anything about how I'm doing it or how it works or um, what I'm, you know, it's just, it just happens. That's the perfect, that's the perfect uh, answer for a real healer. I really don't know anything I'm just doing. <laughs> It's the ones that say they know exactly what they're doing. I worry about. <laughs> I'm never exactly sure why it's working or why it doesn't work, but you know, that's the way it is. Yeah. And I'm trying not to, you know, analyze it. I'm trying not to mm -hmm. figure it out. You know, I'm just trying to let it be and, and all the other weird stuff that's happening to me while, you know, since I've started doing this and I'm trying not to figure that out either. So. Well, you know, the word weird camp comes from, uh, it meant, you know, the weirding ways had to do with herbalists and midwives and things. I think, I think it, the root came from uh, Ireland, huh. but, uh, but yes, you are weird. You are getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're now Abby normal. That's yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. But it's helping your inflammation, right? It is. Well, yeah. I, I think the work that you've been doing with me, you know, the last few days or the last week, the toning thing has been helping a lot. It's, well, that's a new thing I'm trying. So, you know, it's a, it's kind of going round and round. We're, we're going back and forth here. <laughs> right. The thing that, the thing with Chris is that he is like, to me, I look at him as energy and it was like looking at a Ferrari that nobody was driving. Oh, it just, uh, this, all this energy and all this light and he had all this inflammation. And I just thought, wow, if this was moving around, how could you not feel better? Mm. Right. And if it's just sitting there, then it, people that have a huge amount of light and a little bit of resistance in their chakra system, it just like bangs against each other. <laughs> okay. No, it's like, it's, it's like having, a cat in a box, you know, it just wants to get out and go somewhere and it just, it doesn't work. And I thought, well, if I could get this guy to do some healing, he would be really, really good at it. And it probably would make him feel a lot better. And he is really good at it. And it's making me feel a lot weirder. <laughs> <laughs> a lot better. Or, a lot ex weirder. or exactly who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's just a it's just the that tricky place of adapting to being uh, spending so much time interdimensional yeah and, and yeah when i find myself like i told you about you know the state where i was you know i was up by the creek in the mountains just hanging out and all of a sudden, I just perceive myself as a bundle of energy amongst a bunch of other bundles of energy and flowing energy and and had the realization that I didn't have to be 
here. I could be anywhere I wanted to be. And I didn't know what to do with that, but it felt true. It felt real. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. experiencing those kind of states more and more often. And even when I'm in the material world and in my mind, instead of, you know, in my body or in my spirit, I still just have, I still just my, my body, my energy, my system just feels different. It feels a little unhinged. It feels a little, um, a little dizzy in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just feels things are changing. Things, it, how I, how I exist in the world or how, how my being is present is changing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting and it's, uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> And again, how many people have I ever talked to that can go into that state? That's a very short list. Right. It's a very short list. Yeah. But it is achievable. Right. Yeah. So that's just achieved through lifetimes of spiritual work, meditation, concentration, ability to concentrate. I think that that has a lot to do with it. I think Chris has probably very good focus. You were probably a very good carpenter. I was. I was the best. Yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you were, I, hate, I hate to say it, but I, <laughs> I would be willing to bet when you were working on your carpentry, wasn't your focus very single focused and like just focusing on what you were doing? It would depend. And, and the, Carpentry was interesting. You know, I got out of college. I, uh, academia was really easy for me. Uh, and I thought I called myself an intellectual idiot when I got out of college and I became a carpenter. And I started to learn through my body instead of learning through my intellect. And one of the things that I learned is that the work how the work was going if it was flowing and if it was you know if the joints were good if it you know was everything was working right you know then i was centered i I was in a i was in a certain spot but when things started to go wrong when things when i got frustrated when i'd hit my you know thumb with with the hammer instead of the nail you know, it's because i was getting out of sync it's because i was starting to get down on my you know there Mm-hmm. The physical was a reflection of the spiritual and the mental. Mm-hmm. And I started and I, and I learned through that. I would watch that. I would watch how I was standing, my posture, how things were going, how I was moving, how easy, how uneasy, how hard, how frustrated, how. And it showed it was a door. It was a doorway to my internal world. So, yeah. you know, so no, I mean, at times my focus was horrible and my work was horrible and other times my focus was good and everything flowed and everything was easy. And I also found out that good work isn't about precision joints and the things that most people think, you know, mm-hmm. it's about the feeling 
that gets yeah. into the work. It's about the mm-hmm. things, your energy as you're creating something, as you're building a house, my energy would get put into that house. Mm-hmm. And so it was important for me to, you know, make sure that my energy was good because it was going to be where somebody lived or somebody already lived. Yeah. I mean, I do the exact same thing with jewelry is make uh, a point to always be in a good mood and a good mental state because I do feel like I'm very aware that whatever piece of jewelry is going to be going on to someone's body. And I need to make sure that that's going to be like, a good energetic piece of jewelry that people are going to be attracted to. So I've noticed the same thing in my work of when I'm not feeling very well or upset or something, like none of my solder joints will work. The piece will just end up melting and right. <laughs> it's, <all laughs> and it's just better for me to step away and just come back to like a different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And it's funny that you said about focus because I don't feel I've always had the ability to focus really well. Mm-hmm. But in the last mm-hmm. three years, I felt that my focus is just gone, that I have no focus whatsoever. I probably still have fairly good focus compared to other people, but compared to what I used to have, you know, so my meta, you know, I can't really meditate much. You know, I mean, a, a five minute meditation is a long meditation for me because I don't have the focus. I don't, you know, my nervous system just got, trashed um three years ago and and it's still i just i just don't have the focus i used to but what's interesting is that i find that i you know the healings and the meditations like i said i can that state the breathless state i can drop into it really quick and i find mm-hmm. that i can drop into a meditation and i can do a lot really fast mm-hmm mm-hmm and with the healings, my healings go pretty quick as well. I, always, I keep every time I think, well, maybe I should have spent long. You know, they're, they're five or 10 minutes at most. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so even though I feel like I have no focus right now, I'm still able to learn about, you know, drop into meditations enough just for a few minutes and still learn about myself, learn about what's going on, get in touch with my emotions or whatever's going on, or still able to do all this stuff without. Well, and you're able to focus well enough to do really excellent healing. So far, everybody that you've worked on has been very impressed. (laughs) (laughs) It's so strange to hear. And I'm glad, you know, it, it's, it makes me really, really happy that, you know, cause I've wanted, you know, I, I stopped building, I stopped doing carpentry, you know, once COVID hit, and, uh-huh. you know, three years ago, three, you know, a little over three years ago in those three years, I've just been focused on my healing and getting, you know, recovering and getting myself healthy. And I've just kept saying, okay, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? And I've never known this and i don't know if this is next i don't know if this is the next thing for me yet it's brand new you can ask me i'll tell you (laughs) (laughs) maybe it is okay what do you think is it yes okay well i definitely think that with your ability i mean they're just 
there are obviously there are lots of people that have healing ability not many of them are using it and not many of them very few seem to have the ability that you have especially since you've been only doing this for what weeks weeks yeah weeks i mean a handful of people yeah weeks and you're you're doing healing at at a level that most people that have been healing for 20 years don't have so to not be doing it would be just really tragic yeah so okay well yeah i'm planning i'm not planning on stopping so i'm gonna it's what's there it's what's in front of me and i'm gonna keep moving moving into it and keep doing it and but it feels really good you know to be able to help people and you know i guess i help people with their houses and their homes remodeling their homes or building them homes and stuff like that but i don't know how much that was a help i mean they would probably say it was huge but i don't know it just feels it feels good to know Mm -hmm. that i'm or at least to hear Mm -hmm. i am helping Mm -hmm. as my mom would say you're i don't know fulfilling your destiny in a way this is what you're some of the skills that you have available to you and now you're using them. Right. Yeah. It's just interesting that it took so long to get here. You know, if you think about, it, you know, cause you say that, you know, I've got lifetimes of doing this stuff and mm-hmm. obviously because of my skill level, but yet why in this lifetime did it take me 64 years to get to this point? If, you know, what, what was, why did I, ha- you know, why did I have to, why didn't I just start doing it when I was, you know, if I, if I already could do it, why didn't I just start doing it when I was 20? You We're know, back why, to that why, question. Why go through all that other stuff. <laughs> We're back to that question. Why were you so clueless, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, at 20, weren't you hanging out with friends and skiing a lot and just, this probably wasn't very close to your mind at that point, right? No, you know, I was already, you know, by 20, I was already questioning everything that I was being taught and everything that, everything about the way our society was formed and the way I would get in arguments with my professors about, you know, basic questions about, you know, objectivity and subjectivity and the scientific method and what you can know and what you can't know. And very, you know, going into philosophical stuff very, very deeply. Mm-hmm. And also taking hallucinogenics and um, being exposed through those to seeing the spiritual world. And seeing the spirits and seeing things differently than I had been taught. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I was skiing. I was backpacking through southern Utah and spending lots of time in nature. I spent a lot of time in nature growing up. So, I think that uh, we think about people becoming healers when they're 20 or 30 years old, but there aren't really that many that do or that become that effective that early. It's pretty rare. It's really rare because it takes a certain amount of tempering and everything that you're doing in your lifetime does lead up to where you're going. I mean, I made jewelry for 27 years 
So for 27 years, I was just focusing on gemstones and, and precision diamond setting. And I was very good at it. And it had, it required a tremendous amount of focus because if you messed up, you broke a $30,000 stone. Right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did once. <laughs> right. And I thought installing a $5,000 front door was stressful. But. Yeah. Um, but even during that time, there were things like you're talking about. You're in, you're in your mind. You're focusing on things. You're running through what you feel about a lot of things from political to religious to philosophical and you're sort of tempering your your spirit in a way and making decisions that will bring you to where you are. And it takes a lot of people to their 50s or 60s before they're really ready to say, okay, yeah, I am a healer. You're right. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that about myself yet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll uh, get you back on in a couple of months and see what you're okay. <laughs> You may not say that about yourself, but the fact is that you are a person that has the capacity to do remote healing effectively. Apparently, yes, yeah. <laughs> if you need more names to practice on, I'm sure people can call in and just say, Whoa, whoa, Angie, don't go there. <laughs> we can get you a whole list of. Uh, <laughs> if he gets 100,000 names, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I'm sure Marie has plenty of names for me. Yeah, we're yeah. not we're not ready to put him put him out there and have everybody that wants a healing to, to line up. That would be a little overwhelming at this point. But maybe one of these days, you know, they have those. Uh, there, there's a guy in Brazil that was a, a, is a medium, and he just started one day. He just had again. He did like you, just labor, and then he just became a medium healer, and now he does literally heals a thousand people a day. A thousand a day? Yes. He he actually goes into a trance state, and a doctor from the astral comes into his body and i've seen films of him say a thousand of you and one of me who do you think will win <laughs> wow and he walks down the line doing these healings it's pretty pretty amazing stuff you know one thing i've been wondering what would i be able to do if i could actually lay hands on somebody you know like working with that one woman's back you know, I, I, I see my hands manipulating her spinal column and mm -hmm. actually putting it back into place when I work with her. And it's like, what would I be able to do if I could actually, you know, be present with the person? I don't know if it would be any different or not. I'm just kind of starting to get curious about that. And, and Angie, I've been thinking with you, I got this thing popped in my mind that um, I don't know if you get body work, but I think it might be helpful if you got some body work. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of body work are you talking about? Well, I got a woman in mind that uh, used to live uh, in the Todos Santos area that I met a couple of years ago down there and become really close to her. She's a young Mexican woman. She's now in La Paz and she's this incredible woman. She's kind of, and for some reason it was like, Angie needs body work from Lillian, 
you know, she does massage work. You know, it, it's the work that I've done is just massage work, but she has different techniques that I, I haven't really experienced before. And she's just perceived her as a young medicine woman. And mm -hmm. she doesn't know it yet, but she is. And in my experience with her, is that she just intuitively knew she was a big part of this, this healing that I went through. So I went down to the beach that morning and I, you know, said, okay, angels, we're going to get this done. We're going to fucking do it now. <laughs> I don't care what has to happen, but it's going to happen. You're listening everybody. This is how you talk to your angels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. And then I had a massage scheduled with Lillian that morning. And so, you know, and I was, staying at a place just you know less than half a mile from the beach so i walked home to where i was staying and lillian came over and she said no massage today we're going to do a cacao ceremony and we're going to do a rape ceremony mm -hmm. and i said okay because i trust her and i just trust that she intuitively knows what's best for me and while she was setting up the ceremonial space to do this stuff, I asked her, so when did this pop? When did you decide this, that we weren't going to have a, you know, you weren't going to do a massage today? She goes, oh, about an hour ago. And I went, that's when I was sitting on the beach talking to my angels. Mm -hmm. And I think that ceremony and the rape were big, were also a big part of what enabled my healing to happen. Okay. And we did another rape ceremony with Lillian a couple of days later. And so she picked up on all this and she knew what she knew intuitively what to do to make this happen. So here's what I think would happen for you, Chris, if you were in a hands-on situation and, Maybe if you come to Toto Santos at the end of the year, we can set up some healing circles and we can see what happens. But in my experience for with my healing, there have been times when I just had a deep desire to help some this particular person I was working on. And also I was just in a, a focus, but like kind of a relaxed, trusting state, you know, not worried about it or thinking about it per se and your whole body can go kind of into a sort of an automatic healer sort of phase and when that happens I've had very interesting things happen I've had my hand get really small and like sink right into someone's abdomen and was able to correct something that I could see psychically like they do in the Philippines uh, that only happened to me once. I have had a couple times where I just put my hand on something and I just, I don't know, zoom, something happened. Energy went in in a way that totally healed what was going on. And I think that if you were in the place of that, you might feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put my hand on the shoulder here and on the hip here. And you would have dynamic results. I had one lady, I remember I was thinking, I really need to grab her foot and her shoulder. And about, I don't know, 150 entities just went pouring out of her and through me and into the floor. And after that, her life changed dramatically, almost instantly. So there are things like that can happen in a healing circle that 
I'd be willing to bet almost any amount of money would happen to you. Hmm. That'd be interesting. It's interesting. And you just kind of go with the flow. Right. Yeah. You just were feeling it, not thinking so much about it and just. Right. Yeah. No, the mind's got to go get out of the way. Yeah. Just just go with it. Because, again, you're channeling with the angels. And when you're relaxed, then they say, oh, do this, do that. Stop now. Right. Put your hand here. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, I mean, I'm not a trained massage therapist, but I've given, you know, my partners in life and people massages in life. And that's exactly what I do. I get my mind out of the way and I just do what comes to me and mm -hmm. feedback almost all the cases, all the times is that you should be a professional masseuse. You are great at it. And I have no training. Mm -hmm. so. Or you should be a full-time healer. You're great at that. <laughs> Well, that's what, you know, so, you know what, what you said is exactly what I, you know, how I've always given a person a massage. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you already have experience with what would happen if I do hands-on healing. Kind, yeah, and that's why I'm curious about it, because, mm -hmm. because of that feedback that I've gotten in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I've, I've done a lot of, um, been a position of being like in ayahuasca ceremonies and things like that, sort of the... Uh, like a guardian or something like that and you'll get feelings to do weird things you know and you just go with it and then the result is always you know the person will say afterwards well that was the perfect thing or that was just what I needed or that really helped me a lot or whatever you just have to trust it you know that just reminded me of an ayahuasca ceremony that I did and it didn't go anywhere the way I was thought about it it was at a really nice home. I was living in the guest cottage. It was a big property, 20 acre property. I was living in the guest cottage and I moved in there when before the, you know, I actually was there before the new owners were and the new owners were people that did ayahuasca ceremonies. And we were in the ceremony at night and the whole ceremony was about me healing the energy of the house because the woman that did the remodels and, and, and made this little tiny, tiny, tiny farmhouse into this great big elegant home had really bad energy and she had really bad intentions and she had her motivation was all wrong. Her motivation was ego. Mm -hmm. And so the place didn't feel right. And the space was off and everything about it, you know, and as a builder, I picked up on that, you know, because mm -hmm. that, you know, the, the reason, the, the reason I became a carpenter is because I was walking across an Island to get to a bar. I was down in the American, well, no, the, the Virgin islands, the American virgins. I don't know which Island, 20 something years old, I'm walking across the Island and said, I need to, go home and help people make their homes better place to live. Mm. That's how the idea of becoming a carpenter came to me, mm -hmm. basically healing buildings. Mm -hmm. So I guess I have been healing. I've been healing buildings my whole life. And Which heals people. Right. Yeah. So I've been changing and almost all the work, the, the, the first 15 years of my carpentry career, I was doing all remodel work. Mm -hmm. 
no no new construction and um very cool so so that ceremony was all about getting rid of this woman's energy mm-hmm. out of the house and so it was mm-hmm. kind of like dispelling an entity out of somebody's body mm-hmm. you know her energy was still in the house and and that energy was not healthy and it was wrong and mm-hmm. so i needed to rid this building of her mm-hmm. and now and it's just like you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was working with this one woman that you gave me the name of and you, you know, I knew something was wrong with her shoulder, but I couldn't figure out what. And you told me, well, that's where an entity is hanging out. And the next time I uh, connected with her, I, I went to battle with that entity and mm-hmm. I, ended up, you know, it was more like, you know, just kind of beating the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, okay, you know, you're, you're done, you know, and, and I, I ended up tearing it into pieces. And you later told me that, you know, the entity was mostly gone and that it looked like somebody had torn it into a bunch of pieces. And that's exactly. Yeah, it did. I'd never seen that before. And it looked all shredded up. I kind of got in a fight with it. I mean, literally, <laughs> I kind of got in a physical fight with it. It's like, okay, you know, you're going to, you know. And now that I think about it, I mean, this just reminded me that experience was very similar to the experience of the ayahuasca. I just have more questions. Sure. Go ahead. With this ayahuasca ceremony, you like, what did you see or when you felt like you were getting in a fight with this woman's energy? It wasn't so much getting in a fight with her energy at the time, but she was hanging. I, I, I felt her, she was kind of hovering up in the corner of this, this, this room that we were in had really high ceilings, too high ceilings. Uh, It was uncomfortable for almost everybody. She was just kind of hovering. Her energy was just hovering up in up mm-hmm. in the corner of this room, high up on the, the ceiling. And it's just a, that was her energy there. It was just it was like a ghost almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, big and thought just, forms dominating the space. And it was just a matter of telling her of continuing to tell her to go away, go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so then the did the room physically feel different to everybody after that i didn't that wasn't the house that i lived in but um mark and carrie um yeah i i I later asked them without telling them what had happened i later asked them if you know if the place feels any different to them and they said yes it does nice and and then i told them what happened you know that reminds me of a i was in an ayahuasca ceremony in this person's house she wanted to have a ceremony in her new house to kind of bless her house and at some point in the in the ceremony, the angels told me to stand up and they wanted to spin me. And I said, you want me to spin? They said, no, we're going to spin you. And I started spinning and I felt like I, I really felt like I was just standing still and they were spinning me. And apparently I was spinning for almost 45 minutes really fast. Wow. <laughs> and, and people were saying that there was gold light, like shooting off like a firework when you were spinning I get dizzy and I didn't get tired it was just like it was like I was watching it from sort of a still point while I was spinning and spinning and spinning cool. <laughs> just shooting gold light into every corner huh yeah in this house yeah yeah just uh 
I mean, I, I usually get dizzy if I spin for like three spins, but uh, I didn't, it was, it wasn't like I wasn't doing it. It was just it literally like the angels were spinning me. Right. right. You became a figure skater. You just was able to spin. Yeah. 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 For a, quite a long time. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it cleaned up the energy of the house. <laughs> oh, this is all it's such wild stuff. And it just makes sense in a way well when you talk about your history you could see you've been doing things all along just from a different perspective and maybe it's just the vocabulary that's bothering you more than anything that you're doing well that's what i mean i mean this has been really good for me you know because i hadn't thought about that until i just said it you know so <laughs> I, I you know i'm saying things that i hadn't thought about before and uh you know like the massage work and and you know and the you know, remembering how the idea of becoming a carpenter came to me and um, all that. So, yeah, it's great. This has been really helpful. Yeah. And uh, next time you doubt yourself, you can come back and re-listen to yourself speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have an episode, your own personal episode to listen to. <laughs> right. That, that's going to be an interesting experience. <laughs> The, it'll be the I'm first, not a healer, but first. let me go back and re, re listen to myself. Tell me how how much I have been a healer my whole life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, I've never done anything like this either. This will be the first time I've ever heard myself talk on a, you know, <laughs> a recording or you know, something like this. So. Sometimes I I go back, I listen to one, I go, "Wow, that sounded good." Was that me speaking? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing that you're going to find out fairly soon is that if you have it already, and maybe you probably have had this experience also, it doesn't matter at some point, it doesn't matter whether or not you say you're a healer. You can go anywhere and people are going to spot you. I mean, I live in this tiny little town and there's this even smaller little town, Langoy. We were there having coffee in this coffee shop that almost no one ever goes to and i was sitting there for not like three minutes where this guy walks over sits down and says my brother killed himself where do you think his spirit went and what should i do about it <laughs> well, you gotta be kidding me <laughs> oh that's great and you're gonna have that happening yeah they're okay. going to spot you on the street and they're yeah. going to start coming up to you. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to doubt you anymore. So even <laughs> though you're hiding out in your tiny little town in Colorado, they'll still find you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the word is out now. You put it out. Yeah, I am putting it out there. Well, I definitely want to thank you for putting yourself out there and joining us. Well, thank you for even asking me to do it. Yeah, so. and thank you for the the healings as well. So okay, yes, thank Jeff you for everything you're doing. Yes. Okay. Well, and you you as well. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay. Thank you.